KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala
aloha kohalo and once again uh, welcome to our kuka kuka show it's uh thursday it's 704 and um, i really appreciate you welcoming us into your homes wherever you're listening on your computers your radio or while you're driving in your car i really appreciate you taking the time to uh enjoy what our guests have tonight and tonight we have uh councilman tim richards oh tim aloha uh, jeff hey aloha I, I don't know if this is kosher or anything, but is the election over or what? Election, well, we're in between the primary and the general. I, in the county elections, if you get 50% plus one vote, you are elected and you don't go to the generals, POW. So and so I got 54% oh, and, okay. and POW, uh, so I'm okay. reelected. All right. Uh, I, it's not that I wasn't following it. I was, but. Those kind of things escape me. Uh, you know, it's it's a little confusing sometimes. Okay. Well, anyway, congratulations. Thank you. And, uh, especially to uh, those who, uh, I don't know what to call them, your opponents. opponents. Uh, yeah. No, it was, uh, um, I'm glad the election process is over, uh, but uh, Ippy was very, very um, congratulatory. He called me up and, and right wished on. me well. So yeah. uh, I thanked him very much for yeah. that. But anyway, this evening we have, uh, it's, you know, we have on uh, Thursday evenings, uh, once a month, uh, Tim comes and gives us an update on things. And we have some guests, but before we get, I'm going to let Tim introduce the guests. But uh, one of the guests, uh, uh, John Kiali, this is a song that John Kiali was singing, Okako Kapoe, and it's talking about we the people. And it was written by uh, Dobo Francisco. Uh, he's a musician also, and he wrote the words to it, and John put the music to it, and Auntie Sarah Pooley translated into Hawaiian. And so, uh, uh, you can talk to me, Mike, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, uh, when I heard this song, my wife and I, uh, we just fell in love with it. It's so appropriate, you know, and basically what it says is, uh, uh, he came from above, which is, you know, God, and then we came from below, which is the Kumulipo coming from the ocean and all that. But anyway, that's a little history behind that song for you. But anyway, Tim, uh, would you introduce your guests well, well, this evening? Actually, it's easiest if I let them introduce themselves. So I'm going to let Sherry start out since we're talking about John Calvi's niece. So, Sherry, go ahead. Thornton. Oh, oh, sorry, I, I didn't turn your mic on. Oh. <laughs> I had everybody else's mic on, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> We'll try that again. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is really informal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good evening. I'm Sherry Thornton. I'm with Hawaiian Electric, and I work out of Hilo. I'm glad to be here tonight. Thank you so much for having us, Jeff. And then jump over to Jenny. Oh, aloha, Jeff and Tim. Aloha. Thank you so much for having us tonight. This is the first time we've been on the radio, so really? we're a little nervous. Oh, yeah. well, you know, people would come on, they'd be really nervous, and i say, you know, they can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you you both have great uh, radio voices, so does Sherry, so I'll try to do the least amount of talking. <laughs> so, um, actually, introduce yourself, Jenny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Jennifer Zelko. I'm also with Hawaiian Electric, and uh, really glad to be here in, in North Kohala and, and be able to update the community <coughs> on uh, some of the things going on at the utility, especially the the North Kohala proposed microgrid project. We wanted to make sure we came and um, really updated the community here on, on what's been going on. And I, I think Sherry is going to provide that update. 
How long ago was the uh, meeting when you first came out? When we first came out, we started like in June. Yeah, we had that meeting at the uh, high school cafeteria. November. That was what? November. That was November of last year? Yes. Last year? Yes. Because remember, we were talking, and uh, I think uh, Jennifer. Yes. Um, I think we were at a meeting where we were having lunch or something with a whole bunch of people, yeah? That's All right. The, yeah? Yeah. And then uh, we talked about uh, having it at the high school cafeteria, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And you said, I asked you, uh, well, I've got on the, uh, I, uh, the, the uh, item of uh, how many people. And I said, well, how many people? And you said five, jokingly. <laughs> and so I said, oh, yeah, more than that. But anyway, you said, <laughs> oh, if 50 showed up, that'd be great. Right. Yeah, I, I, I really do. Re I remember that conversation. Yeah, and I, I said, I, I hope we, you know, I, I was half joking about the five, but I, I was hoping to get 50. And I was really impressed with the with the community engagement here mm -hmm. um and uh we really appreciated the the community development um plan folks helping jeff it was it was really helpful it was great to have tim he was also mm -hmm. a part of the the panel and i think it was a good chance to talk about building um you know the resiliency here in north kohala not just in energy but in the ag world um, in emergency preparedness. I think all of those things are just so important. Yeah, oh, I was going to take credit for... <laughs> you, you really was. Well, it was you. It take, was you. Take credit for the, the dinner they serve. Oh, yeah. <coughs> they have the culinary the arts. That's the best chili I ever had. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah. You it, know, I'm a vegetarian. Sure, he's going to laugh. I'm, I've been a vegetarian since I was about five years old. I had six bowls of that chili <laughs> that wow. night. I know. It was that good. Yeah, they did a great uh -huh. job. Yeah. Well, anyway, Students. I don't want to, you know, go ahead with the <laughs> program. <laughs> actually, I did tell them, I said, when Jeff and I start talking, we have actually no idea no, we don't. where the conversation is going to go. But, yeah, Helco is here to have the conversation and just update the, the community and touch on some of the programs with this COVID-19 and all that. So I think once you guys go ahead and take off and get some of them, you know, uh, Jeff, Yep. Callers can call in if they have any specific questions. That's right. Uh, you can call 884-5657. Uh, That's 884-5657. And it's Sherry and Jennifer from Helco. And any questions that you have you'd like to ask them, just call in. And uh, they'll be happy to uh, give you answers. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks again, Jeff. So what, you know, as we said last year, we were here in the community talking to community leaders and the, just the community in general about our proposed project to um, improve resilience and reliability here in Kohala. And thank you again. The community was great. They came out, they, they were, you know, they gave their feedback, their ideas, they shared, and um, we were so grateful for that. And what we planned on doing was have filing with the PUC, the Public Utilities Commission, early this year, but that got pos postponed. Um, what we're doing now is we're, we decided to issue a um, proposal, a request for proposal to, for the battery storage portion of, to lower the cost. And overall for the customers, you know, we'll help them with the cost. And so right now we're developing the RFP and we're preparing the PUC application. And that's where we're at. You mentioned about a battery. I remember uh, uh, there were two things we were looking at, right? One was a battery and one was the other. We were looking at, at the time we were talking about uh, storage, storage options. 
Oh, I have to, there's thing I have to talk into. Oh, is that better? Yeah. Okay. Um, sound like you're in a tunnel or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm in a tunnel, <laughs> Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we were talking about various storage uh, options, and, and the battery storage uh, really looks like a very good option out here. What hasn't really been decided um, is, you know, whether we're going to be talking about PV panels or uh, the wind farm. Those things are still being worked out. Um, but we, the company did decide to go out for, to RFP and make sure we get the best price uh, for the battery. And that's the process that Sherry was mentioning that we're working on now. If I just jump in a little bit, and just to remind the community, what we're talking about is having North Kohala as a microgrid, meaning the one power line that connects Kohala to the rest of the grid comes over the Kohala Mountain Road. And if for some reason that gets damaged or goes down, the idea is that there's redundancy here in North Kohala to carry the electrical need for a period of time, six or eight hours or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, mm -hmm. and actually, um, you know, it's, it's a great story about, I think, you know, we were mentioning the community coming out. We really appreciated that the community let us know, you know, what they, what they liked and what they didn't like. Because when we first came out and we were talking to uh, Tim and, and other folks, we were actually talking about putting a second line, right, a second right, transmission right. line right. In, in North Kohala. <coughs> um, but after talking with folks, uh, it was it was very apparent to us that you know there were going to be a lot of issues with that, whether it's view plane um, or or otherwise. And so that's where the microgrid was sort of born out of those conversations. You know, five years we go, we wouldn't have been talking about a, a microgrid. And I, I think this is a, a great story. I think, um, you know, this will be a, a great thing for this community as far as building up its resiliency. So if we have to, um, because part of the plan is working on the older transmission line, uh, our radio line that comes down here, and this will allow us to do work on the line, but folks don't have to suffer from the outages, as I'm sure. Because um, of the battery that keeps yeah, things Yes, going. yeah. So it'll, it'll really improve, um, I think, quality of life uh, for, for the residents here. And I, I think, you know, part of our other message, you know, with the microgrid, like so many other things, there are, are various things we've had to do, greenhouse gas analysis for it, um, there's going to be an environmental assessment. All of those things come into play. So we, we're currently working on all of that. But we want the community to know that we continue doing the vegetation management um, here in the area. There's uh, quite a bit of, of vegetation here, um, especially on the Kohala Mountain Road. And continue upgrading the line uh, now. So it's not like we're waiting around uh, to do that. Um, but, but this really is the ultimate goal for Any the community. time frame? Yeah, um, probably something more like 20, um, 24. I mean, it, you know, we are talking about a few years out. For 24 the or what? 2024, 2025. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. 24 years. Oh, God, oh, I, I no. don't think I'm going to be <laughs> I here. I hope not. Jeez, I may <laughs> not still be working here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, no. I, I think uh, soo lapse sooner than 24 memory years. Lapse, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And, and I think um, we also wanted to let the, the community know, because I know a lot of customers, um, you know, are struggling financially uh, because of the, the pandemic. I think, 
this is just such unprecedented times. We were talking uh, with Tim about it on our way out here, but uh, it did come out just a couple of days ago. We, we have suspended disconnections. That's been that way for, for many months now. Um, but we've suspended it, uh, you know, at least until December 31st of this year. So for those that are unable to pay, um, there will be no disconnections. And um, there are also, you know, payment options that people can go on. So we really are, are urging folks to, to, give, um, to give us a call. They can call us at 969-6999 to request a, a payment arrangement. And um, can also visit our website. Our website, Jeff, is www.hawaiianelectric.com. But not just that, there are so many programs available right now um, for utility assistance. Now, I'm sure you, you know that there's quite a bit of assistance for rent and, and mortgage, but there are um, utility assistance. Uh, you can go to the Hawaii County Economic Opportunity Council and they offer uh, $500 for utility bills um, and a, a fairly easy process, I, th I think, to sign up. And so we really um, want to make sure that customers are, are getting the help they need. So if they need help, you, uh, they would call 9696999. So to do the, the payment arrangements, yeah. they could call that, that number. To, to look for the utility assistance, um, we're suggesting they go to Hawaii County Economic Opportunity Council website. I can give you that, that website. It's www.hceoc.net and they've got um, the information on how to fill it out and so really urging folks um, to get the help. You know, Jenny, what we can do, <coughs> give me all that information so Jeff, if people are looking for it, just have them call my office. Sure. And Amy will have all that data and information so they can pass oh, it on. Awesome. Thanks, yeah, Tim. We really nice. appreciate that. Thank Tim you. got something, you know, some work to do. Give him something to Actually, do. Actually, Amy... <laughs> oh, we, we, we talked Poor about it in the beginning of the program. <laughs> yeah. Amy's okay. laughing because yeah. we always mention her every yeah. program. Yeah. Amy comes up and she, now she's looking at the ceiling going, ah, now they're talking about me now. She's probably listening in right now. She is. <laughs> um, and, you know, Jeff, one of the things that um, Jenny and I were talking about this maybe two months ago about the different programs available for help and it was amazing at that time how few people have actually been using these programs. They're there for people to help people through this tough time. So um, they're way underutilized right w now. What do you think? I, I don't know. This you know, what, Hila Hila? Yeah, I think so. Got to yeah. be. Because yeah. I don't know why, why else, you know. And m maybe with the, um, the payroll help, you know, the um, extended benefits of the unemployment, maybe... People are, are, I think it's just Hila Hila. I think that's probably the big one. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think uh, I also sit on the Kuikahi Mediation Board uh, in East Hawaii, and we were talking about the rental assistance that has been available. A lot of people are just, uh, maybe this is the first time they're dealing with, with really this kind of economic loss, and I, and I think just feel like they, they really don't want to reach out, but the help is there, and and I think the, the big concern is, you know, how long will the help be there? And I, 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 that's why we just really are urging folks, um, please, you know, reach out to, to, get, to get that assistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on that um, Kuakahi mediation, I believe the county um, helped fund a portion of that to 
go between renters and landlords to work out deals where they can, you know, reduction in rents or forgiveness of some rent or whatever case. But there is a mediation free to anybody who asks for it as it pertains to the um, the rental stuff. So Yes, th- thanks, Tim. That, that's absolutely, uh, it's called the Rapid Landlord-Tenant Mediation Program, and they're really there to be that kind of mediator between the landlord and the tenant because I think landlords aren't sure what they what they can do right now, and I think tenants aren't sure, and I, I think people are just very overwhelmed. Well, I think I it's... Uh Contentious. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I know one. Yeah, yeah I, I know one example. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm not working. I can't pay my rent. That's the end of it. And uh, the landlord is going, well, you know, you got to leave then. But you know, yeah, if they go and seek help, then you know, it could be uh, rectified easily. Right. I think people don't realize sometimes it's better to do those payment arrangements so you can kind of work through the process. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, Instead of just sort of, you know, shutting off your phone and, and just hoping it all goes away. Um, because I can see how it could get very overwhelming. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto, Jeff. <laughs> me too. I'd rather avoid the problem than deal with it. Anyway. Yeah. So um, were there any other questions, Tim? They, they no, I think you, you touched on everything. The, um, the microgrid, where we are with that process. Um, why we're doing that process, and then the financial aid coming potentially available to the community. You know, yes, for the the um, utilities, specifically energy in this side, but also the rental side. And <clears throat> as Jenny says, um, she's an attorney for Helco, and she sits on that mediation board of directors. So uh, again, there's there are programs out there to help people. And reach out. And if you have questions, again, call my office and we'll connect you to the right service and hopefully we can get things, help you get things worked out. So, Yeah, by all means. Well, go ahead, Sherry. Well, I just wanted to mention, too, that we had partnered with Hawaii Energy when we came out to talk to the community. And so I just wanted to remind the community that they, are, they do have that appliance trade-up program. And I think they're on their second round right now. So they can go online. Um, they can fill out an application which is available at the Partners in Development Foundation office. Um, or, I'm sorry, they could download and print it from that, um, from that website. So it's Partners in Development Foundation office located at Lamb College. And they can download the application and, um, you know, they'll replace their appliances so that we can better... It, it, it actually helps us to lower the load. The, and so uh, when we size the battery, it'll be more efficient. Yeah. You know, I got, I got it in my mail. I went to check my mail today. I haven't checked it for a week. Uh, but I got this, uh, this little flyer, pamphlet, about yeah. the, uh, the program that you're talking about. I think every caller resident got <coughs> one. And yeah. I was talking to a good friend of mine. Uh, geez, can't even think of his name now. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, but he told me he, he got a refrigerator, and it was like half price. And that was, you know, that's a big savings. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. 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 He, he, he went for the big deal, the 21 cubic foot. Jeff, they, they did mention Hawaii Energy. Let us know. We, we met with them earlier uh, today to talk about, um, 
you know, coming out here and, and maybe doing some virtual uh, meetings. We, we wanted to continue to update the community on where, where we are with the uh, proposed project. And they, they would like to continue that conversation about the energy efficiency, because that really is the first thing everybody can do. Um, but they mentioned to us over 100 refrigerators were delivered. Here in Koala? Yes. Wow. Um, because the, the, the project really just had these zip codes. Um, so it really was a special thing for here. And, and their second round, I think the deadline is September, September 15th. 15th. Um, September 15th. Yeah. And so those, those mailers, I thought they did a great job um, on the mailers and, and hope more folks. Um, is that pretty good? Yes. In 100? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, you know what? A hundred is very good. It's kind of like Jeff's ability to get a hundred hundred <laughs> folks to our meeting. I That's right. did. Yes. You, know? you did better than, than I even expected. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you didn't have too much faith, but uh, but you know, this is a great pamphlet. Uh, I was reading through it earlier when I picked up my mail. And uh, wow, people can take advantage of this. Wow, this is a huge savings. And uh, the only thing I, I disagreed a little bit about it, you, you have a picture of Tony Whittington in it, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tony's going to get on the phone and call you right away. You'll be on no, the next cool. brochure. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. uh, uh, Wikipedia. We, we, yeah, we heard you're on the next one, Jeff. <laughs> you, you, you're going to have the cover shot. <laughs> but, yeah, this is great. I mean, this is fantastic. You know, I, I was thinking, like, well, I, I got a good refrigerator, you know. And I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I should bring the one from Hilo <laughs> and trade it in and take it back to Hilo. <laughs> that wouldn't be fair. You know, and anyway, on that trade-up, these are more efficient. So we're talking about not being able to pay the utility bill. If you trade up and then you're cutting down your utility bill even further. And so there's, I mean, the, the, the timing is all good for all of this to happen. So, um uh, I really appreciate Helpful being out here to talk story with us yeah, about September this. September 15th, right? September 15th. Right on. And, and again, Sherry, put that stuff together and we'll run it through my office if anybody wants to call and we'll get that information out to them. Okay. Right on. Thank That's you. really great. And, uh, you know, we could even do a PSA. Yep. That's a uh, good idea. On this upcoming uh, appliance energy thing and any further meetings you guys may that want to have. Be, that would be great. In fact, as we um, look at possible dates, I, I think we were uh, going to ask, um, I know Tim had talked about uh, helping, uh, being part of those, uh, sure. the road show. We're calling them the virtual road show. <laughs> um, we'll get those dates, Jeff. But yeah, we, we, we really appreciated being able to come out here uh, tonight when Tim mentioned he was, he was coming on. We jumped at the chance. Nerves oh. and all, nerves <laughs> and all. I'm glad you guys came out. Good deal. You know, usually it's just me and Tim, right? Yeah. <laughs> we make stuff up, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you may never get rid of us now. <laughs> We're getting really used to this mic here. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid of that. <laughs> if, you, if you start singing, pull the plug, okay? <laughs> So anyway, uh, we've we come to the point where we're uh, going to be asking Tim a few questions. Awesome. Did you have any more questions? Anybody out there in uh, Radio Land, if you want to call 884-5657, we got these two beautiful young ladies here from Elko. That's, uh, they could answer any question that you may have. I did ha have one question. No, I'm not going to ask it right now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, later on. 
But uh, I got a few things, Tim. Uh, Shoot. I was talking to some people, and they wanted me to ask you a few things, if that's okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, one of them was, and you're probably going to know this right off the bat, uh, is it possible, you know, the uh, farmer's market closed down mm-hmm. in Javi, and I know Faye Yakes, president of the <laughs> Senior Citizens. I was going to say, Faye, if you're listening, go yes, ahead. Yes, he is. Can they do something like that at Kamehameha Park? Yeah. Um, the short answer is yes, and I was in communication with Faye already, uh, and what we have to do is we have to put together an organizational group that will be responsible for the farmer's market. I've already run this by uh, Parks and Rec, and we have actually have to put in legislation that allows us to have the farmer's market. It's a formality. It shouldn't be a problem. And so we're going to organize that. Um, we're in process of doing that right now. But we need to have the organization, the, the group that will be the responsible organization that has a, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's a 501c3 sponsor as a kind of a overarching group. And I've talked to Faye briefly about that. Uh, we were going to uh, dot my Hilo staff. She was working on putting that together, but then we ran into an issue COVID-19, unfortunately, both of my staff members are uh, potentially were exposed. They're going through testing right now. And so we're a little bit slow on on our responses because both staff um, are being quarantined right now until we get the test results back. Well, I hope they're okay. Yeah, they're they're fine. It was just um, one of those, I mean, this is what's going to happen. And they took all the precautionaries, but... um, so that's slowing us down, but the short answer is yes. We should be able to get that done, and there'll be a little bit of massaging the the, the timelines. Um, what I'm told is basically probably 8 to noon on Saturdays. There may be a few Saturdays we have to either delay it or postpone it or cancel it if we have, like, the graduation sometimes impacts that or things like that. But generally speaking, we should be able to get that done. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, I know it's going to take time, especially what's happening yeah, but uh, at least this gives us time to put it together. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's already in process right now. Okay. Um, the other thing was uh, the intergenerational center, the uh, kitchen. That one I don't have a good answer for you on. And, and funny you should bring that up today uh, because I was looking in this yesterday. Um, yes, there's a kitchen there, and there, there there's appears to be some stutter steps, and I quite frankly don't understand what the big issue is, but that's something that I already talked to staff about. You know, I want to get this thing sorted out and figure out exactly what the problem is so we can move forward because it's a facility that's sitting there, so let's figure out how we're going to use it. The COVID-19 has changed how we're doing a lot of different things, and so... I think the more facilities we have potentially available to us, the better. So let's get after it. There's also a question about um, the Hisoka Gymnasium and, and access times and things like that. And like I said, a little bit stutter step this week because of my staffing issues. But these are all on our radar to get addressed and get resolved. Yeah, I know the, uh, the idea behind that was in the generational center, there's the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have these uh, high school teams and community uh, groups that, uh, you know, they're going to sell something and whatnot, but they need a, they need a certified kitchen. Yeah. And that would kind of be a big help. Yeah, and, and we have that kitchen there, and um, this may be the time. Uh, again, 
right now so much is in flux right now. I, if there's a way we can push yeah, things yeah, to happen now, yeah. let's let's get it done now. Yeah, that's right. Hey, we've been listening to uh, KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala, and we're sitting here with uh, Tim, Councilman Tim Richards, uh, Sherry Thornton, and Jennifer Zelko. Schluter, yeah? Is that? Yeah, I, I usually just go by Zelko. Zelko, yeah. Uh, like my wife, she goes by her own name. <laughs> That's <laughs> <the> <laughs> real sassy kind of. But anyway, we're going to take a station ba- uh, break, and we'll be uh, right back. Aloha, everybody. This is Auntie Puka, and I want to invite you to Good listen right. in on Tuesdays to I'm Mila's so Lunch Wagon. This is Uncle Bootsy. My nephew just going to be talking story. I'm going to be chasing the chickens. Auntie Puka going to be inside the wagon cooking up some chicken katsu as soon as I get the chickens, yeah? We're just going to be eating lunch, talking story about all kinds of great things. That's Mila's Lunch Wagon, Tuesdays from 11 to 1. Right here on KNKR LP 96.1 FM, Kohala. We're back here again with our guests, uh, Councilman Tim Richards and his two uh, lovely guests, of course, uh, Sherry Thornton and Jennifer Zelko from Helco. And they've been updating us on the transmission lines to uh, 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 Kohala, right? And uh, that's very good information. Oh, I did have a question. How much uh, is that battery going to cost? That Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong button. Okay. <laughs> because we're RFPing out the, the battery, we, we won't know until we get the bids back. Um, and um, th- that's that process we were mentioning earlier we're going through. So third parties, it, it'll be whoever bids into it, um, then the price is, is determined. That's pretty expensive, though, right? Battery, is, battery storage is still expensive. Yes. Yeah, my understanding, we're... Seven figures or up in the millions. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's gonna be big money. But then you know the the uh, the positive thing I think is when you have to work on the line or whatever the battery storage just continues. There's no, you know, you can continue to watch Netflix and all that, <laughs> and you know. You know, you you think about all of these um, students who are having to distance learn in these in these. Um, you know, families that are having to, you know, telework. Um, it's, you know, it would be very hard for folks right now to take take those long uh, outages. And so this is something we want to make sure that, um, that we can avoid at all costs. Yeah, no, that's a really great thing. But anyway, we're getting back to uh, Tim, Councilman Tim. And, uh, you know, something that really concerns a lot of people is the recent news of Young Brothers' 46% increase in the yeah. in their rates. And I, I know we talked about it a little bit before. Y- yeah. Um, for the, Again, just bringing people up to speed, Young Brothers put in for a tariff increase, and PUC awarded them a 46% increase. Roughly speaking, what that translates to is about $27 million 
increase in revenue based upon the projected volumes that they'll have between now and the end of the year. Young Brothers had asked for $25 million to help cover their shortfall between now and the end of the year from our um, legislature and using some of the COVID money. We received $1.25 billion from the feds for the state and $25 million would have been about 2% of that. And I was very supportive of that, um, as was the rest, our, our representative and our senator, uh, trying to get the funding there. Both um, Senator Lorraine Inouye and Rep. Dave Tarnas was trying to help to get this. Uh, that didn't happen. And Why I, not? Did they give any reason? It got stuck. Um, the Senate had approved it, but the House um, didn't hear the bill, and I'm not sure why. But Senator Lorraine asked to get help uh, in getting support for the resolution when the bill failed to, to still have a venue to potentially get some funding. Long story short, uh, we were able to get testimony from all four councils, uh, all four counties. Uh, even City and County of Honolulu supported it, recognizing that you know City and County doesn't really need Young Brothers because they're the destination for most of the ships. But they supported it because they recognized, you know, we're part of the state mm -hmm. and they want to support the um, the outer islands, so outer counties. Long story short, we got through there and they didn't have the funding come forth. So Young Brothers really had no alternative. And there's been a lot of arguments about, well, we shouldn't support them. They've been poorly managed, et cetera. My opinion is that, you know, put that all aside for right now. We're in an unprecedented financial crisis right now. And to shut down our, all of our interstate or intrastate shipping would be a death knell for our economy. So we need to get it supported. Thus, we have this tariff increase. And I had written for a support of some increase, but to please leave agriculture out of it. And unfortunately, they didn't leave agriculture out of it. There is a discount for the, um, the Hawaii Fresh and locally produced some some of the commodities not all and so right now i'm actually working with one of the senior staff uh people in washington dc and we're looking into this thing i think i mentioned it before the marine highway system it's a federal program and this individual is going back and trying to figure out how all of this might apply and where we might be able to find some funding for this because if we can do this and we can get some relief. And there's some programs through the Department of Agriculture, USDA, for agriculture, but we're trying to look at the bigger picture. Because if we truly want to support Hawaii, we have to support the greater economy. And you hear me talking about agriculture all the time, we have to support the economy of agriculture and make that really successful. So that's where we are right now. The uh, I know like a lot of <coughs> venting uh, was directed at Young Brothers. Uh, you know, people are like looking at them like, oh, these greedy guys. But uh, I don't think everybody had the full story of uh, all this funding and how it, it could have happened. And But, you know, when you look at a 46% increase, uh, already, you know, people are unemployed. Right. They don't know when they're going to go back to work. And, you know, we're looking at the cost of everything that's been on. And, and that's uh, the thing. Two Young Brothers Defense, they... They asked for a tariff increase. They didn't make the determination of what they wanted. That was the PUC that came back with that number. And I've been in direct communication with Young Brothers trying to go through this and trying to figure out 
a way to make it better. Uh, and they are wide open for any type of ideas or suggestions. And again, I'm not in a position to criticize their finances or anything like that. What I do know is that without transportation, we're literally dead in the water. We don't have a way of supporting our economy as a whole. So we have to support them for the near term and then figure out what the long term is going to be. You know, um, you know besides that, uh, something else that on my way to the uh, station, I, I, I never read the paper. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's 75 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and besides, you know, I just read Yahoo News. <laughs> <coughs> but anyway, it had a headline. And it said, water department, <coughs> double rates. They'll be seeking to double their water rates. D- double digit increase. Double digit. <coughs> yeah, so I think it's 14 or 15 percent. Oh, okay. Right. <coughs> so, yeah, I know that that's coming forth. And um, I don't know enough details about that one. Uh, I know we are improving our water system here in Kohala. But any of these increases <clears throat> at this time of, you know, at this time with our, our problems is, is tough. And typically, I do know a lot of these increases are in the works for a long period of time. It's not like they asked two weeks ago and now they're getting an increase. And so I, I don't know enough about this to speak with authority on that. But I did see that and I thought, okay, um, here's another thing. It gets back to the utilities thing and something that Jenny mentioned um, I would think that some of this utility relief will be helped, uh, help because water is a utility. But yeah, I, well, you heard me talk, I, I think raising taxes right now, I think doing anything along any of those lines, is it's the wrong time to do this because everybody's hurting and we've got to figure out how to, to get the economy up and running first before we start increasing costs. Yeah, I know. Uh, of course, yeah, it's tough times, uh, but... It seems like, oh, everything's hitting us besides the, uh, the illnesses and whatnot. We're getting, and so it th- th- leads me to my next question, uh, Jennifer and Sherry. Do you fo- foresee Helco raising their rates? Or? Thanks, Jeff. Uh, actually, uh, we just went through a rate case process, and, and what came out of that is the Public Utilities Commission um, uh, opted not to to raise the rates. The rates were kept uh, the very same, and um, that'll be in effect for at least three years. You sh- they're re- required actually every three years to file a rate case with our Public Utilities Commission, and and in this last one, uh, it was determined that um, there would be no uh, rate increase for the uh, next three years. At least, yeah. At least, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So at least something like that, you can, you know, uh, uh, kind of budget for it in a way, yeah? Well, I think that's that's the real hope um, as we, we move to 100% renewables. You know, that continues to, to be our, our focus and our, our priority. Um, what we're really hoping is that as renewable energy projects come online, that we... Uh, will be able to stabilize the costs. You don't really see that up and down, um, you know, which folks are are so accustomed to here. Because a lot of our, our older energy projects, I, th- I think we were in um, 
we, we had renewable energy projects uh, you know that have been on for for some time they used to be tied to the cost of oil so when oil would go up uh, the cost of those uh, contracts would go up that was just built in that was actually the law you you were required to do that it was called the avoided cost um, but the newer newer uh, renewable energy projects don't have that and so you really are able to to better budget I think for everybody businesses and and our, our residents here on Hawaii Island you know something that I'll share with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't pay attention. You, know, you go to the store, you just buy whatever. Yeah, but since all of this has been happening, I'm really uh, being conscious of having a budget. I mean, gotta, you know, and living within your means and stuff. So, like when you say, and you know, the electric bill, you know, you just pay it, right? I mean, whatever. I don't look at like how much we use or whatnot. But now it becomes, uh, yeah, you know, you got to be on top of these things. And really, w w what you're saying is, like, maybe the next three years, uh, you can you can budget for this. You can plan for it. And I think it's really important to uh, to each family that's yeah. uh, experiencing these times. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, actually. We were um, talking about grocery bills. And, and every, every time I come home from the grocery store, my husband goes, how much did you spend? <laughs> Um, uh, but but it's expensive. I mean, I I've actually noticed an increase in cost. Oh, yeah. Yes, over the last three months, um, because I know I'm not buying different foods, and I already told you I'm vegetarian, so it's not like I'm buying all that expensive meat. Hey, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> we can still <laughs> the, be friends. The rancher here. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know how we're actually friends. <laughs> really, <laughs> he yeah. gives me such a hard time about it. <laughs> <coughs> the meat eater. Yeah. No, but that's so true. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, the cost of things went up. My son, my youngest son, he's always been like that from a little boy, you know, uh, money conscious. Uh, we call him the miser in the family. <laughs> you know, he, boy, if he's got to spend a dollar, he's yelling and screaming, you know. And uh, I remember we were going to go out to dinner, and my, my third oldest boy told my youngest son, he said, oh, so... We're gonna go out to dinner, and my youngest son says, "Yeah, mom and dad's paying for it. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's him. Jeff, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Talking about the renewable energy programs um, or renewable energy development for the Big Island, and before we lost the geothermal, we were at and help me out here in the mid forties. Oh, actually, more than that, uh, Tim. We were at fifty-seven percent. So. Every time you turned on a light, um, you were, you know, you were using over 57, you know, 57 percent uh, renewables here. We were um, leading the state, leading the state. Yeah. And um, one of the things that uh, I think and we, we have this 2045 initiative of being 100 percent renewable by 2045. Um, it wouldn't be a bad time to mention the paradox with the hydroelectric you have and you're dealing with at Wailuku River, um, getting your your permits for water to upgrade their system. And this is an interesting thing, Jeff. They have two hydroelectric plants on the Wailuku River that they pull the water out of the river, run it through a turbine, and put it back in the river. Nothing happens to it. They just take a little bit of gravity out of it. And they can increase, uh, as I recall, they can double the energy production by changing to new technology. 
I toured the facility, and one of them was built in 1907, and that's not an exaggeration. The, the hydro is still uh, over 100 years old. Still going. Still going. But just by changing technology, they can increase the production, which increases our self-reliance and increases our renewable energy production. But we're running into a uh, procedural problem in getting the license from the state for just borrowing the water for about 45 seconds. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Actually, uh, we've been talking to Tim quite a bit about this. Um, it is our, our YL hydro plant in Hilo. Uh, it's non-consumptive, uh, not diverted, you know, no issues there. Um, but what we are seeking and, and what the state actually requires is a long-term water lease. You know, these used to be leases. They would be year to year. Um, but, but to get a, a long-term water lease is, is quite a process. And hydro is a really important part of our renewable energy portfolio. Um, I think just like in, in other things, you really want this diverse uh, renewable energy mix. I mean, you cannot just depend on, on one. Um, and because we've got that, that really great resource there, we, we'd like to... Uh, to get that plant uh, back up and running, one of the issues uh, was the Hurricane Lane in August 2018, Jeff. It, it damaged uh, that particular facility. And in order to make those improvements, um, you know, it is a considerable investment and, and we really need that long-term water lease. So we're working through the process. So we, we are talking with DLNR. We've, we've got a meeting with DHHL tomorrow. Um, hoping to really get some movement by the end of the by the end of the year. So I really appreciate Tim uh, you you mentioning that. Well, and bring it up just so the community understands and knows that this isn't out of sight, out of mind. This is something I've been working on almost as long as I've been in office. Mm -hmm. um, actually, since uh, yeah. 2018. Yeah. So I um, and I'm just bringing up that if something comes forth public needs to help us support this because it actually long-term will reduce your power cost. Um, but the company can't invest until they have this license because they won't, they can't have a secured income stream to pay off the debt of the investment. So it, it's a really paradoxical situation. You know, if, uh, for me, I'm strictly layman. Uh, you know, it sounds like a real simple thing. But so what's the problem? Well, I, I think part of it is is valuing water. Um, you know, there really is is no one in this state that has that expertise. Um, there there are other jurisdictions, obviously, that have things like federal dams. And, and I, I think Tim is towards some of those facilities on, on the mainland he shared with me. But I think really making sure uh, for DLNR that that um, the state is is uh, paid a, a reasonable fee uh, for that, and then also for DHHL because they they get thirty percent of all of those fees for their beneficiaries. So I, I do see where where they're coming from, but at the same time, making sure that hydroelectricity is is cost effective for for customers because you can't you don't want to make renewable energy projects so expensive that it it doesn't make sense to do them. That's that kind of goes against everything that I think the company and, and the state uh, would like to do in going to 100%. How long would they be using the water for, Tim? Uh, I'm going to guess 45 seconds, maybe a minute. It comes out of the river, through the hydro, back into the river. I mean, but you're not 
taking the water, diverting nope. it no, to another no diversion. location. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of issues it, dealing with that. Yeah, I, yeah. There exactly. is that concern. Yeah, I, I think on um, in some other instances, I think those those things have been brought up. But I, I think one good thing our elected officials and and DLNR. Um, really do recognize that that we, we're not uh, diverting the water. It is a really different situation here. We we did an environmental assessment and and um, there was uh, you know nothing found that would be an issue. So uh, you know it continues to be a top priority for us. We've been working really hard during this COVID nineteen uh, time to to really move this forward and. Um, try to get this long-term water lease because, uh, as I mentioned, the state requires now for these leases to, to be long-term. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah that, that's yeah, part yeah. of it, too. You know, it's the financial part, but it also is required. I, I think they want to make sure that um, you're not just rolling things over year after year, that it's much more of a transparent process. And so, um, yeah, yeah this, I think yeah, I gonna say crossing, our, crossing our fingers. Yeah. So if there was this... You, you're able to have this plant, uh, like in terms of, you know, like a layman terms, uh, how much power would it produce? I mean, who would it serve? You know, it actually, all of the renewable energy projects, because the grid is, is connected here, kind of serves everybody. I Same thing with uh, the wind farm down here. Um, that power is generated and it is sent all over, all over this island. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you look at if you look at all of our our resources here, hydro is one of the smaller ones. But as I mentioned, it's really important that you have this diverse portfolio. That you're not, um, what do they say, putting all your eggs in in one basket. Um, you know, you see what happened with uh, PGV, and um, you know, hoping that that is able to come back on online as well at, by the end of the year. Um, and then I just wanted to mention we do have the other uh, two renewable energy projects that were approved uh, by the Public Utilities Commission, both PV and battery yeah. in Waimea and uh, the Waikoloa area. So hoping uh, over the next few years those will be developed. And I, and I think it's a, a chance to really, as you talk about economic recovery, I really see these projects as being able to, to come in and help in, in that way as well. Oh, that sounds really great. Uh, how effective is uh, like windmill energy and and other uh, other sources like solar? And you know, uh, things like wind, solar, uh, hydro they they're called variable uh, resources, and so you know they're available when when you've got the water, when you've got the sun, and and then of course when you have the wind. Um, things like geothermal, they're firm. They actually act much like a, a fossil fuel plant, but, but are not fossil fuels. You know, they're renewable. Uh, same thing with biomass. Uh, those, that's considered a, a renewable firm energy. Um, so when you talk about reliability, resiliency, I think that's why we, we continue to stress the importance of, of these diverse uh, resources. One other thing on that, Jeff, um, <coughs> as Jenny pointed out, having the broad portfolio the winds kind of variable meaning the wind blows harder than it slows right. down and so your 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 output goes up and down a little bit and hydroelectric you can actually use it to balance your wind power and so if you put all of the stuff together you can balance out your grid i've, I've toured their um 
operations center. And what you guys got kind of looks like a war room is what it looks like. But system operations. Okay, yeah. and <clears throat> we have about a two hundred megawatt grid. And if you think about all the different powers coming in um, as water into a pipeline, whether it be photovoltaic or hydro or the firm fossil fuel generators or wind, and then you have all the consumers going out the other end, by putting it on one side, you know, for instance, the wind from this side, um, you're pushing it into the grid and you're balancing it out someplace else, but you're watching it kind of back and forth. And so it's difficult to watch a grid like this with all the different types of input and balancing it and keeping it at 120 volts, 60 hertz. It's not simple to do that to balance everything. So, um, <clears throat> but we're making great strides in it. Yeah, I was in that. Uh, you took us to that room. It's, yes, it's amazing. Right. Like you say, it's like a war room. Yeah. It, it is yeah. like it, it is like amazing. a war room. And you know, it's interesting when they. It, it's hard to imagine, but. Basically, electricity has to be used when it's made. I mean, it's like one of those things, you know, unless you have the battery storage. And so maintaining the grid, and they do an amazing job. The team they have here is, I think, top notch. Um, and they've been able to really uh, incorporate all of these renewables and, and, um, and actually improve our reliability. So, well I, think, well, I think they're doing a great job. You know, uh, like uh, I had a friend who worked for Helco, and he said, you know, Jeff, the electricity, all you got to do is put the plug in, and you get power. It's always there 24-7. I never thought of it that way. And I said, yeah, that's, he said, uh, that's what we do. <laughs> we make sure you got that power 24-7 when yeah. you need it. So that, you know, <laughs> he's retired now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I got uh, one last question for you, Tim. I, sure. I just noticed on my notes here. This is a, might be a tough one. Uh, the county budget. Hmm. Are they looking for it or maybe having cuts or furloughs? You know, the, the mayor mentioned that's a executive decision. And yeah. you saw that um, Governor Ige had mentioned potential furloughs. Um, <clears throat> the mayor has said he doesn't want any furloughs. Overall budget, uh, we talked about this previous, uh, the initial one proposed was $626 million. It was revised down to $585 million, which is about a 7% cut. And I fear that that's not near enough. I think we should have taken it down to $555 million. And that was when we thought we were going to be opening up for tourism in August or maybe September, and we're not. So we, we're, it looks like we're stretched out at least October. So given that... Um, we're going to have some pretty hard cuts facing, and I don't know if they're going to um, be detailing furloughs. Uh, I know that is not the wish of this mayor, and um, but by the same token, we are facing some pretty hard financial times. So we want to keep as many people working if we can. The question is whether we're going to have the money to do it or not. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Sherry. Yes. I know you're uh, okay, Avi, but uh, we've got about a minute left, and I'm just wondering if you, I like sometimes I like to ask my guests uh, if there's anything, uh, any wisdom <laughs> that you'd like to leave for the youth of today. For the youth, well, you know, just don't give up. I mean, these are trying times, especially for the youth. Don't give up. It, it will, you know, tomorrow's a better day. Oh, thank you. How about you, uh, Jennifer? 
Wow, it's, it's kind of hard to, to uh, top that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I, I think, you know, right now it, it feels very overwhelming. We talked about that earlier uh, this evening, but I think um, just know that you've got a lot of support out there um, and, and make sure that, that you, um, you know, get the help you need and um, stay positive. All right, thank they you. Of course, Steve, thank you again. Any words? Okay, um, yeah, for the youth, help us find solutions. Don't just come with criticism. Bring us some solutions. All right, mahalo, and welcome, and thank aloha. You. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thanks. All right, folks, we'll catch you next Thursday. Who are we having? When you coming back? Uh, I, I don't know. Amy's got to tell us. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Borsi from Pohakaloa. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. So you're going to bring him as a guest. i try and bring him if he can All right. put in his schedule. All right. So probably a month from now. Yeah, about a month from now, yeah, I think. Yeah, you'll be back and with the Lieutenant Colonel of uh, Pohakaloa. Yeah. All right. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha, Jeff. Thank you so much. Aloha. This is Aloha Country on KNKR LP 91.9.